0: Welcome to the BCP Podcast. I am your host, James, Black Conservative Patriot, BCP. And we've got breaking news as of Tuesday morning. Ray Epps sentenced to no jail time. We knew that uh, something was amiss when we saw this, that before the sentencing of Ray Epps, he was granted uh, a motion to, uh, for leave to appear in person at sentencing. He didn't have to appear in person. He was able to do it electronically via telephone. I mean, we know we knew the fix was in already, but we definitely knew the fix was in when that happened. and it was no surprise when we got the news right here. Ray Epps sentence, no jail time, one year probation. $500 fine, uh, fine and 100 hours of community service. Tell me you're a fed without telling me that you're a fed. So we've got this right here in front of you. Two-tier justice is no justice. J6 operative Ray Epps was sentenced on Tuesday to no jail time. He's the only January 6th protester who actually told people to go into the capitol. And he's now been officially sentenced to one-year probation, 500 smackaroos in restitution. Ooh, wow, boy, is that uh, painful. 100 hours of community service, and he didn't have to spend time in jail, didn't even have to show up to the damn court, did the hearing via Zoom. Wow. The Biden regime refused to charge Epps with hurling a sign at police When eight others are rotting in prison today just for touching the same damn sign. Ray Epps steered it toward the police and hurled it at them. He is free. He is free. Even though eight other people that touched it right now are rotting in a DC Gulag. This is not even a two-tier justice system. This is a freaking Fed operative who got caught. And is it Adam Kinzinger who cried because people are going after Ray Epps when he's been cooperating. Now, there's this damning video, which we've showed before. Ray Epps is hoisting the massive Trump sign with other Trump supporters, even though Ray Epps is not a Trump supporter. He's a federal operative. And Epps is likely leading the efforts, you know, you know, instructing people what to do. You know, here he is holding the sign. I'm showing, for those of you listening to this on the podcast, I'm showing pictures of Ray Epps stills from the video showing that he seems to appear to be telling people what to do, leading the charge, whispering in their ear, giving instructions Epps was likely leading the efforts as he led the crowd when they breached not just the first set of barriers to the U.S. Capitol, but also the second set of barriers to the U.S. Capitol that day. That's another crime. The protesters walked the sign over to where the police were standing outside the U.S. Capitol. Ray Epps is with them the entire time. After the sign is released, Ray Epps pops up and is seen standing directing the crowd Telling them what to do. Thank you to Patty McMurray who discovered this clip uh, that was captured on video and shared it with the world. Ray Epps free. Nothing to see here. Nothing to see here. Several people are sitting in prison for teaching uh, for touching the sign that passed over their heads that Ray Epps was hurling at police. So he actually does it and he gets away with it. Ray Epps. This bastard is why I was let go, cut off from YouTube. So I think it's safe to say that uh, I am not a fan of Ray Epps. And of course it was a an Obama judge, the dishonorable Chief Judge Boesberg of the D.C. United States District Court that did this. Um, The D.C. Kangaroo Court suddenly changed Ray Epps' in-person public sentencing hearing to a remote Zoom hearing last night. He was scheduled to appear in person today at 10 a.m., but when the press got a hold of it, according to the court docket, uh, the hearing was modified to a hybrid hearing. That means, uh, you know, that's fancy talk for saying that that it it was going to be by Zoom. Okay. Now, um, they had a tip that Epps was going to be served with a lawsuit uh, at the courthouse during his sentencing, so he didn't show up. Now, check this out. This dishonorable judge, Judge Bosberg, he is an Obama-appointed chief judge. This, uh, this, of course, should come as a surprise to no one. The whole system is rigged. But there is a shining ray of hope. This is very interesting. Coming out of my state of Utah on January 5th. We're now getting information on this. Check this out. U.S. District, uh, United States District Court, District of Utah, Eric Douglas Clark versus James Ray Epps and a unknown number of John Doe's agents of the federal government who assisted Epps in the conspiracy. What is this about? Uh, check this out. Ray Epps is being sued by a January 6th defendant for conspiracy. That he acted under the color of law as a federal agent to deprive Mr. Clark of his constitutional rights. A brave January 6th defendant is suing Ray Epps for conspiracy. According to the lawsuit filed, Ray Epps acted under the color of law as a federal agent to deprive me of my constitutional rights As a direct result of the actions of Ray Epps, Michael Gordon, and the other unknown conspirators, I was deprived of my right to exercise my free speech. They created the chaos that drowned out my voice and the voice of countless others. They started the chaos with the intent of demonizing any American who dared to challenge the results of the 2020 elections and labeled us as insurrectionists. The conspirators were effective beyond anything they could have hoped for. I and other J6ers lost employment lost relationships, lost freedom, lost her life savings, lost her homes, and most importantly, lost her chance to have a fair discussion about the irregularities in the 2020 elections. What has Ray Epps lost? $500, 100 hours, who knows if he'll actually serve that, of uh, of community service and a year of being under probation. The damn guy didn't even have to show up for the hearing. Also named in the lawsuit is DOJ prosecutor Michael Gordon. And as I showed you, an unknown number of John Doe's agents of the federal government who assisted Epps in the conspiracy. Clark's criminal trial is scheduled for the end of the month where he will fight for, he will fight for the number four, F-O-U-R, cuatro. Why, why did I say quattro? Like a gringo who doesn't speak Spanish or any Latin language. Quattro charges he'll be fighting at the end of the month. These are misdemeanor charges. Clark's steel balls cannot go unmentioned considering the DOJ can retaliate against him for suing one of their prosecutors. Clark is also representing himself in his criminal trial pro se after firing his leftist and incompetent public defender. Clark told us he canned his public defender because his supervisors at the Federal Defender's Office refused to allow Clark to subpoena Ray Epps for his criminal trial, even though Clark said Epps instigated him personally that day. Clark encountered Epps on January 6th as documented in video and this is his recollection. Now, he does have he does have a, a brass pair. He does have some major cojones and major chutzpah. But let's go back to what he says in the suit. The man has lost everything. What more does he have to lose? His life? Limbs? I mean... He said it right here. He has lost employment, relationships, freedom, life savings, homes, and his chance to enjoy his First Amendment rights to free speech to discuss the stolen election. So he's putting it all on the line. Now, I'm, I'm going to ask a rhetorical question that only uh, a, a question For all of us to reflect internally. What are we willing to give up in this fight against tyranny? Only you can answer that for you, yourself, and your family. So yeah, he's got some chutzpah. But he says, On January 6th, Ray Epps approached me after I yelled out, Ura! A Marine Corps chant. When I was on the Capitol steps, Ray Epps said to me, Semper Fidelis, devil dog. We have to hold the crowd back a little bit longer or they are going to F up the plan. There was a plan. Who was the plan devised by? On behalf of who? If this is an insurrection, like the left is saying, and Ray Epps is talking about a plan, then he is the leader of an insurrection, yet doesn't even have to show up for his $500 restitution, which is probably given to him anyway. Or is it your probation? Even if you hate Trump, even if you think this is an insurrection, let's just say you totally buy into it. Why is the left? Pretty, uh, uh, why are why why aren't people on the left screaming bloody murder that Ray Epps is getting away with being an insurrectionist? Why is he getting special treatment? I mean. Enrique Tarrio wasn't even in DC and he's in prison for essentially what 20 30 years. Another reason why they don't want Trump to win, why they're going to try to kill him, why they're going to try to keep him off the ballot. Who knows what pressure they're giving the Supreme Court right now? Who knows what threats they're making to our Supreme Court justices right now? President Trump gets in, he's going to uh, get in there and make it one of his very first acts To pardon these people. So let's go back to Mr. Clark's account on that day. It seems to me that Epps was in a position of authority when I witnessed a police line moving back on its own when he was right in front of us. Plus, I later found out that Epps text messages claimed that he orchestrated it all. And his statements to the J6 Unselect Committee showed that he had foreknowledge of the possible bombs on side streets. All this plus the extreme leniency that DOJ has shown Epps as of my conclusion that he was in command role in a conspiracy to entrap American citizens and kill our First Amendment rights. Now, this is a conversation that he had with uh, Cara Costranova. And he told her, I'm not uh, scared of anything. I fear only God. God bless this man. But he's not done. No, Mr. Clark is not done. He's, he's got other things that he's working on. Mr. Clark is also suing the Department of Injustice goon Michael Gordon, the United States prosecutor in the Ray Epps case, who is recommending only six months jail time for apps. Meanwhile, the DOJ recommended 33 years for proud boy Joseph Big, who ultimately received the sentence of 17 years. January 6th defendant Ryan Samsell told the, uh the Gateway Pundit, that the feds tried to get him to falsely implicate Joe Biggs for the actions of Ray Epps that day. Samso said that he told the feds Ray Epps instigated him to push down a fence. Samso alleges the fed then tried to steer him away from implicating Epps and hinted he should blame Biggs instead. Let it be known to the feds reading this article that recording this conversation with Samso is stored in multiple locations. Redundancy. Very key. Very key. Now, according to Clark's lawsuit, Michael Gordon played his role by ruthlessly prosecuting J6 defendants without offering them generous plea deals like the ones he offered Epps. It is clear that the government, is clued, it is clear that the government, including Michael Gordon, conspired with Ray Epps, and that is why Michael Gordon signed a plea deal for Ray Epps that ignored his central role in the events of the day. So, Mr. Clark is not just going after Ray Epps for being part of this conspiracy, but his attorney and DOJ prosecutor for also being a conspirator in this. That does take some serious chutzpah, doesn't it? Prosecutor Gordon's leniency in the Ray Epps case irrefutably show Gordon's complicity in the conspiracy and the cover up after the fact, according to Clark. So there we have it. That is the uh, that is the latest in the, uh, the the latest as of right now in the Ray Epps saga. That being said, we have more to report on the J6 saga. Uh, let's go to California. It's very interesting that we are we have news out of Utah, where I currently live. And now we've got news out of California, where I used to live. And uh, we've got this. Judge rules a Democrat who prosecuted January 6th cases can't call himself counterterrorism attorney on ballot. Because he prosecuted J6 people, this Democrat who's trying to beat Ken Calvert in California tried to to, to pump up his bio, his CV, his resume by calling himself a counterterrorism attorney. And it actually got struck down in California, a state that is not taking President Trump off of the ballot. Democrat Will Rollins is attempting to unseat Congressman Ken Calvert in a year where the top of the Democrat ticket is one of the most unpopular White House administrations ever. So it's no wonder Rollins is trying to gain every edge he can by beefing up his official title on the ballot by attempting to label himself a counterterrorism attorney. According to California election statute, candidates are allowed a maximum of three factually accurate words to describe their job. There's just one problem. The terrorism Rollins prosecuted was January 6th cases as part of his work for the DOJ. Superior Court judge Shelly Ann Chang issued a, a ruling striking down Rollins' ballot attempted ballot designation, calling it misleading and confusing to voters. The court's ruling goes further, stating there is no evidence before the court that Rollins' current principal profession can be accurately described as counterterrorism attorney. Even if he were still actively prosecuting J6 people currently. That still wouldn't be counterterrorism. Absolutely disgusting. These bastards, these treasonous, traitors, rat bastards in the DOJ in DC are sinvergüenzas, and they truly are rat bastards. His opponent, Representative Calvert, has been labeled as an election denying Republican by Rollins and the mainstream media for believing that President Trump had a First Amendment right to criticize how the 2020 election was run, issued a statement blasting Rollins. He said, the ruling proves what we've been saying all along. Will Rollins is a perpetual liar who cannot be trusted to tell Californians the truth. The fact that a court was forced to correct Rollins for lying and misleading voters is a major red flag that he is not who he says he is. Rollins knows the only chance he has is to lie about his work experience, lie about where he lives, and lie about Ken Calvert's record. Hmm. Does he not live in the 41st District? I got to look into that. That's, I wasn't aware of... Perhaps he's not... He's not uh, hey, we have uh, Adam Schiff running for Senator of California, and he's living in Maryland. This is Rollins' second attempt at Calvert seat. He lost in 2020 by a slim margin, 52 to 48. The race is deemed a toss-up by the Cook Partisan Voting Index and could be decided by fewer than 1,000 votes. An NRCC spokesperson said, Will Rollins is a lying liar who lies. <laughs> oh, that sounds so childish, but not in a negative way. So childish, but so simple. A lying liar who lies because lying liars lie in bed thinking of how they're going to lie. Riverside County families cannot trust Rollins, especially now that a court has ruled he attempted to mislead voters on the ballot. He's raised more than $1 million in the fourth quarter of 2023 alone. He raised $2.8 million last year. That's a record haul for a California congressional challenger in an off year. I'm sure there's Georgie Porgie or similar type money behind him. Okay. Concluding our J6 coverage, this is Elise Stefanik on Meet the Press. On the issue of election integrity, though, as you know, Trump took his case to court more than 60 times that there was fraud. He didn't win. But I want to get back to this key question. Do you still think it was a tragic day? Do you think that the people who stormed the Capitol should be held responsible to the full extent of the law? Yeah, like uh, if you believe that, like Ray Epps, how come Ray Epps didn't get the full extent of the law? And once again, a correction. He did not win these court cases. President Trump never got to present his case, remember? All these lawsuits against uh, for the stolen election. He didn't get to present the case. He had no standing or on procedural uh reasons. The the judges and the justices threw them out. Who knows what kind of pressure and threats were being made against them and their families. So what what does Elise Stefanik a name who is being whispered as a possible VP pick for President Trump. What is she, what, what say she about this? That the people who stormed the Capitol should be held responsible to the full extent of I law. I have
1: concerns about the treatment of January 6th hostages.
0: Yes, we often use the term political prisoners, but I love the fact that she called them hostages. They are being held at gunpoint by terrorists in the current department of justice and the illegitimate regime of Joseph Robinett Biden Jr. And we living we are living under a two tier tyranny
1: Uh, I have concerns. We have a role in Congress of oversight over our treatments of prisoners. Uh, And I believe that we're seeing the weaponization of the federal government against not just President Trump, but we're seeing it against conservatives. We're seeing it against Catholics. Uh, And that's one of the reasons why I'm so proud to serve on the select committee on the weaponization of the government, because the American people want answers. They want transparency. And they understand that as you look across this country, there seems to be two sets of rules. If your last name is Clinton or it's Biden, you get to live by a different set of rules than if you're an everyday patriotic American. It is
0: absolutely imperative that President Trump not, uh, not be weak this time around. Throw the Clinton's asses in jail. The Bidens, throw them in jail. Now, obviously not as a tyrant, this goes without saying. But after due process, but when they're found guilty and we have mountains, we have legions, we have a plethora, we have myriad, we have an abundance of evidence and proof of their malfeasance, their criminality, their treasonous actions, let them get the full weight of the law. The only way is justice and retribution. President Trump cannot allow them to slide. Helena Abba would be a great pick for the next, the second term of President Trump to run the DOJ. She'd make an excellent attorney general from what I can see right now. Except criminal law is not really her thing. But I'm sure with the staff and her fighting spirit, she can fill in the blanks. She could have people help her where she lacks. Where she doesn't lack is wanting to go after these bastards.
1: I've been clear, Kristen, if you go back and play the full speech I gave on the House floor, I condemn the violence, just like I condemn the violence of the BLM riots. But I also importantly stood for election integrity and security of our elections, which if we don't have that, we do not have a democracy. So the real threat to our democracy is these baseless witch hunt investigations and lawsuits against President Trump, whether it's Tish James or whether we see in the D.C. Circuit Court. And that is undemocratic and it's shredding our Constitution and you you know who agrees with me, Kristen? The American people. That's why President Trump is winning in poll after poll against Joe
0: Biden. That is why President Trump is winning against Joe Biden. Because a lot of the people are seeing this and are tired of it and we're not on the Trump train in 2016 and 2020 and now they are fully on board. All right. That's our coverage of January 6th and January 6 related news. We're going to tackle Coming up here, the new revelations and information, and it makes me sick to report it, but it's important that we report it, more information that's coming out with the more recent filings having to do with another protected person, whereas Ray Epps is an operative trying to bring down Trump. We have Jeffrey Epstein, who's an operative, trying to bring down everything through blackmail, pedophilia, and other crimes, that I feel dirty just having those words come out of my mouth. Hang tight, that's our next report. We're in a situation where we have put together, and you guys did did it for our administration, the President Obama's administration, before this. We have put
1: together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics.